0: Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. JC will be coming in here shortly. He had to take the youngin' on the run to a uh, church thing. And so as soon as he finishes dropping off Colton, he will be back in here with us. So the seat is ready for him. <laughs> I'm glad to have you guys with us here today. Why don't we take a minute to breathe and just say hello to everybody that's in our chat room today? We have, uh, who do we have here today? Uh, man, everybody, hello, Ohio, former Ohio State rep here. Uh, let's see. Temple Terrace, that's Florida, Pennsylvania, Florida, uh, Southern Missouri. Oh, there you are, Nate Bama. Roll tide. <laughs> Go Gators. JC's gonna be sad that he missed that. Oklahoma in the house. California, Mississippi, Auburn, Illinois, uh, Auburn, Alabama. Oh, that's another one. Go Gators. Hey, Chad, say hello to your dad for us. Give your hu- wife a hug for us. Glad to see you guys here. Uh, Minnesota, Washington State. Hey, we're going to be in Washington State in this month. So if you are in Washington Make sure that you know we're also going to be in Oregon this month again at the end of the month. Make sure you go to chrisannhall.com. Catch that calendar and find out where we're going to be so you can be with us. We're going to be all over Florida this month, too. Goodness gracious. JC's going to be exhausted by the time this month is over. I just know it. St. Louis in the house. Susie Foreman Hart, thank you for joining us. My old stomping grounds. Mount Pocono, shoveling snow all day. You know, I don't miss that about Florida actually, or about uh, St. Louis. I decided that I do miss the snow, but everything that I miss about the snow is the stuff that happened when I was not outside in the snow. So, hey, guys, do me a favor. Looks like, like uh, the social medias are really hitting us hard today so do me a really big favor hit that thumbs up now hit that uh share go ahead and share it now and then also um hit the subscribe button here on youtube so you never miss another one but make sure that you are sharing because when you share that really really helps us because when they start really governing us hard uh, throttling us as it looks like they are today. Just please, please, please make sure that you help us overcome the uh, AI algorithms and give us a like and a share. These are the things that really make us run, that make us work, and we're, am I up on YouTube? Yeah, I there's YouTube. We're up. Okay, well. There we go. Not quite sure what's going on there with the YouTube channel, but we are what we are. So welcome, everybody. Scrolling down. Look at all this. Everybody in the house. Got a bunch of new people from California, a bunch of new people from uh, all the places. We were just in uh, uh, Western Florida on the Gulf and... We are happy to have everybody here with us. Let me get this silly little YouTube thing running for us, and then we'll get running here. doing. So um, I wanted to share something with you that I saw on YouTube or, or on Twitter that really kind of upset me. So let me go ahead and share this screen with you. I did verify this actually is a tweet. Somebody shared this on Instagram And it made me a tiny bit upset. And so I just wanted to share it with you so you could see it. But this is something Nicole Baldwin, uh, a doctor from Chicago Way, is doing a drive to do experimental medication on our children. And she's... If you if you look back on Twitter, when you go to her little Twitter place, she gets all indignant about the parents who are all like, oh, hell no. Right. No way. No way. She says the fastest way out of this pandemic is through mass vaccination. This includes children. She's a pediatrician. And she says we can't vaccinate children without safety data to do that. We need children in trials. If you have an adolescent interested, here's info about Moderna's trial. Does anybody see a critical thinking and logic problem with that statement? We can't vaccinate children without safety data. To do that, we need to vaccinate children. See, this is the whole problem that i have with this vaccination trials are not supposed to be done on people first so i know that the that the animal rights people they get crazy when you do these trials on on mice and, and rats and stuff like that but why aren't they really upset when they turn our children into Guinea kids. This is, seriously, guys, this is straight out of World War II Germany. Medical experimentation on our children, and this doctor who's been to medical school doesn't seem to realize the... The, the the real logical problem with her statement. And that's just what I'm talking about here because there is no way my child is going to be someone's guinea kid. There is no way my child is going to be a part of this experimental pharmakia um, witchcraft. It's not going to happen. But the fastest way out of this pandemic is through mass vaccination. This includes children. We can't vaccinate children without safety data. And to do that, we need to vaccinate children. So I I don't know. Uh, JC, we're here. He'd say you have to go to college to get that stupid. So I'm really trying to figure out how all of that works. We can't vaccinate children. Here's here's her, uh, her little YouTube or her Twitter page, if you're. Just interested in knowing more about Miss Baldwin. She is a pediatrician, and I'm just curious if we can't vaccinate children without safety data. How do we vaccinate children to get the safety data? And that's that's kind of that's kind of yeah right, Chad. I, you you gotta agree with J.C. on that one. You can only you have to go to college to get that stupid. Apparently, you have to go to medical school to get that stupid. And so when you're out there listening, I'm just trying to figure out that logic. Maybe you guys can help me. Um. Oh, wait a minute, Robin. They're paying people to get vaccinations now. Well, maybe that'll cover for the cost that the fines that they'll get when they don't vote. I heard JC trying to come in the door, but I think he may be stuck outside. (laughs) So here we are. Are you ready? Two Californian grocery stores, supermarkets are closing after the city orders $15 minimum wage. Did you know that was coming? I had to know that was coming. Everybody knew that was coming, and so this is one of those things where you know all the people that are running around talking about um, the uh, we need a uh, we need a minimum wage. We need a fifteen dollar minimum wage. We need the government to force employee uh, businesses to give us a fifteen dollar minimum wage. Now we have. Two Southern California supermarkets. We're talking like corporations here. Kroger. Kroger. Kroger is a national supermarket chain that will close two Southern California supermarkets because a local ordinance is requiring an increase of $4 an hour for employees With at least, uh, you know, with with, for businesses with at least 300 employees nationwide and more than 15 employees in Long Beach. So if you are living in Long Beach, California, you're going to have fewer places to buy groceries because uh, they can't afford to pay the people to go. So I don't know what the current minimum wage is in Long Beach, but uh, now they have to pay $4 more an hour, and so they've decided to close their grocery stores. Isn't that cool? Hey, guys, remember, they are really, really throttling us today, and so I need you to get out and give us a thumbs up, I think I need you to go out and share. And as soon as JC comes back and takes his chair, I'm going to have him look at what's going on with our video here and try to figure out what's happening with <laughs> the fact that we keep flashing yellow, JC. Do you know, it. know anything about that? I don't. Welcome back, JC. We've been talking about you while you weren't here. Alrighty. You missed the story about the vaccination lady, the doctor who says, we can't vaccinate children until we have to vac- until we vaccinate children to get studies to know if the vaccinations are safe for children. Yeah, I was watching. <laughs> you were watching. So, hey, so did you see it flash yellow?
1: Nope, not on.
0: So maybe it's just me. Yeah, I didn't see. Okay. All right. So, Long Beach. Where is that from where we've been, JC?
1: Long Beach, that's just south of LA. It's where we caught the boat to go oh. to Ensenada
0: yeah so Kroger's closing down their grocery stores do I need to scoot over for you you don't have to no <laughs> there we go. um Kroger's closing, show Kroger, Kroger yeah it's cold
1: man it's cold I'm cold
0: it's 55 degrees
1: it's colder than that
0: it no it says it feels like 54 okay
1: <laughs> and that's not true I'm from Florida. It feels like 30.
0: (laughs) So, JC, I don't know if you caught the title of the show, but I wanted to show everybody what's happening in Connecticut. This is crazy. I I just I couldn't help but look at this and and just shake my head and not what's going on. Somebody sent this to me, actually, and I didn't believe it because they just sent me the bill number and told me. So I looked it up myself. This is Connecticut General Assembly. This is their house, HB 6328, to impose a $15 fine on people for not voting in an election.
1: (laughs) How do you connect? How do you collect that?
0: Right. Well, you send them a bill in the mail because their ballot didn't get signed. Now, given the last election, I don't think we need to worry about that because if you don't show up, somebody's just going to vote for you, right? Do the dead people who don't vote, do they have to pay $15 too? But here's the point. I wanted to say, J.C., is this not like a poll tax in the opposite? Hmm. You have to pay $15. It is completely and totally unconstitutional. And has been since the beginning of t- time in America to make people pay to vote. It's called a poll tax. But if you make them pay for not vote- voting, is that not also a poll tax? So what are we going to do in Connecticut, guys? If the- does this go? So this is Josh Elliott, by the way. Josh Elliott is the legislator. Who,
1: Obviously a Democrat.
0: Yes. And here's his Ballopedia. Jo- Josh Elliott is a member of the Democrat Party, the Con- Connecticut House of Representatives, representing District 88. He took office in 2017. Grew up in Connecticut, attended high school in Comed- Connecticut. He has a bachelor's degree in sociology.
1: Ah, uh. That makes sense.
0: But he got his J.D. So he's trying
1: to use a negative stimulus yeah, to make people vote.
0: He got his J.D. Uh, at, I'm not even going to say that, Quinnipiac School of Law, and he co-owns and manages two family-run natural food stores. Good job, Joe. Josh. Josh. Joshua. Joshua. He doesn't look like he would like you calling him Josh. Josh.
1: Okay. He looks like good job, Josh. He, he
0: looks like a Joshua. J E. Good job, J E. J E. <laughs> but seriously, where can can you can you not know? Wait a minute. He's a lawyer, mm-hmm. so he went to law school. So. He has to know about poll taxes. He has to know that stuff's not law. That's not constitutional.
1: How do you compel someone to vote? I mean, how is that?
0: And if you don't, if you don't vote, right, does that mean if you vote? Now, do we find people for not voting how they're registered to vote?
1: Well, since we've say now- I'm,
0: re- I'm, I'm registered Democrat, but now I'm going to vote for a Republican, do I get a fine for that too?
1: Well, seeing that we've now included foreigners in the census, are we going to fine foreigners for not voting?
0: Well, no, because that's the catch. They get to be in the census, but they still don't get to vote. That's a whole nother law. You don't have to. No.
1: Why would you have to vote if? I mean, you already counted and you get all the benefits. What's the point?
0: Right. Right.
1: So is he trying to is he trying to bring in those folks? Mm-hmm. So clearly he believes not enough Democrats are voting.
0: Obviously, because he's a Democrat, he wouldn't want more Republicans voting.
1: Joshy Poo. Joshy. Joshy Poo. <laughs> Joshy Poo. You don't have enough Democrats. How you do not have enough Democrats voting in Connecticut? in Connecticut? Give me a break. What are, What is this? <laughs> What is the point of this, Joshi Poo?
0: I, I don't get it. I just, well, like I said, it's, how do you put up a piece of legislation what if that they're not has registered? to fail? It absolutely has to fail.
1: What if they're not registered?
0: That's That goes under that thing, Jason. Is that a greater how do they, crime? How do, they, how do they enforce it? If you're not registered. Yeah. Oh, see, here we go. Michael Vincent says, maybe we can invite him on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, he says to bring him one of my constitutional law class classes so we can get a refresher, but I'd rather bring him on the show. Bring him on the show and say, Hey, Josh.
1: And we'll text Joshy Ipashi.
0: We'll we'll text Josh and ask him, hey dude, we're really, really, really I'm 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 a I'm an attorney too. Really curious about this bill you got going up about fining people fifteen dollars for not voting. So is it like you said, is it a greater fine if they don't register at all?
1: He looks like the he looks like um What's his name from Guardians of the Galaxy? That little thing on his head.
0: Oh. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. So I got to put the picture back up there. I don't know anything about Josh and his family. Um, That's some
1: heavy jail going on there.
0: Yeah. Some seriously heavy jail going on.
1: Okay. So So it's a misdemeanor if you don't vote. It's a felony if you don't register.
0: I guess so. Unless you're a Republican, then we don't care. But maybe there are no Republicans in Connecticut. Yeah, there are. <laughs> if you are listening and you're in Connecticut and you're a Republican, chime in right now. Let us know that you exist. Send out a beacon. Show us who you are. Right. Because this craziness cannot happen. A lawyer. Who is so is so stupid of constitution and law that he actually believes that it's okay to have a reverse poll tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we covered that on the show already.
1: Didn't yeah, we do it? Yeah, we, we did a, did show, a on HR show on HR. 127.
0: 127. Yep. Why are people asking about the, it again? The
1: yeah, it was oh. an episode called uh people control bill. Yes people uh, control bill right
0: so we this is yesterday people Just, were asking about HR twenty one twenty seven. yeah so HR 127 is put up by what's her face Sheila, Sheila Jackson, Jackson Lee. Lee we did a show go look Houston. in the archives for the people control bill and you can learn all about it you can also learn that it only has a 2% chance of getting out of committee
1: but did you said uh was there some kind of health request uh, You a mental health health evaluation evaluation.
0: where the mental health standard is set by the attorney general. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: So if you QAnon, Trump supporter, um
0: well, according to the Department of Justice, if you believe in the constitution, if you're pro life, Mm
1: -hmm. pro life, if
0: you say words like liberty and you believe that the states are independent, sovereign. Returning
1: veteran was on that list. Returning
0: veteran was on that list.
1: Mormons, Jews and evangelicals, I think were specifically named. Yes. Yep. Domestic terrorist.
0: So the good news is as that it only has a 2% chance of actually getting out yeah, I of Yeah,
1: wouldn't count on that. But it's committee. good committee, but good to know.
0: <laughs> but that doesn't mean that something else might pop up later on from somebody else to have more of a chance to do that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right and i did talk about hr 350 and that's the white supremacy uh, bill and there's a show all about that too the white supremacy bill which it makes you a domestic terrorist if you are white if you were ever wore a mega hat on uh, social media. If you ever done, uh, if you've ever done anything about the Constitution, you are automatically, according to HR three hundred and fifty, a white supremacist, which makes you a a um, domestic terrorist. And what's what's crazy about HR three hundred and fifty JC is it's supposed to be about getting domestic terrorism control under control, but it only talks about white people. That's the only thing that the bill talks about is the dangerous white people Mm -hmm. or I guess Candace Owen because she's not white, but she's also classified as a white supremacist. Right. Don't they call her a white supremacist? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, if you are a white supremacist, whether you're white or not, uh, if you ever supported Donald Trump, if you ever stood in a picture with somebody who supported Donald Trump, if you ever said anything about the America or Great in the same sentence. What if you drink are,
1: black tea?
0: Then you're culturally in a, abrobating
1: in a black patriot cup.
0: Black patriot cup. That's you not good. are a cultural not good.
1: Hmm. Right.
0: That's what you're right. Which makes you, but racist. I'm part African. Which makes you racist.
1: But I'm part African. Yeah, but
0: not the right part. Okay. Right. You're not the right part.
1: It doesn't make it to my skin.
0: No, but it doesn't matter because you don't have the right beliefs either, yeah.
1: right? My, because
0: Zoning's Af- got plenty melanin, but she's still a white supremacist.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah? So was Clarence I'm a, Thomas. I'm a
1: melan deficient African. Melanin deficient African.
0: I wonder if you can get you know they're, they're, some kind of uh, uh, social security benefit for something like that.
1: They there was a uh, there was this movement back in the '60s of. This sort of racist movement uh where they called the, the, the black communist called uh use this term Anglo-Saxon Africans. And that was not just white people with African heritage, but it was uh black black Americans who didn't support communism.
0: Oh, right, right, <laughs> sure. right. Well that's it was kind of boy, a that's Candace Owens. It was like a it's the same thing today, yeah, though, yeah. dude. It seriously is. If right. you are not a black American who supports communism, yeah. the anarcho-socialists, then you are not the right kind of black person.
1: Right. Which so
0: makes you a white supremacist. It
1: was a more sophisticated version of Uncle Tom.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if you guys remember this, but Back when Donald Trump was president, um, the Department of Justice sued Yale <laughs> for discrimination. All right. So the Department of Justice sues Yale for discriminating against Asian Americans and white people. Mm and so the Department of Justice says that it was legally discriminating against Asian American and white applicants in violation of federal civil rights laws. Well, now Donald Trump isn't president anymore and Joe Biden is now president. So now what we have is a reversal of that lawsuit and now the Department of Justice is saying, "Oh, our bad. Um actually Yale did comply with the civil rights laws when they discriminated against the Asian Americans and white people. Hmm. So what's interesting is, is Yale is not saying we didn't discriminate against Asian Americans and white people. What they're saying is, is that in our discrimination of Asian Americans and white people, it's okay.
1: Our, our discrimination complies with Supreme Court precedent.
0: Yep. That's what they said. That's what they said. Mm -hmm. Because of affirmative action and civil rights don't really mean civil rights. And so I just thought that was a really interesting kind of headline uh, from a legal perspective that, you know, we have the Justice Department who says discriminating against Asian Americans and White people under one administration is actually discrimination. And then we have what, like what 15 days later, another administration comes up and says, no, discriminating against people based on the color of their skin is not discrimination. Right. Because that's basically what this is.
1: What's well, what the white fragility training and critical race theory training. That they support. So you can't simultaneously say discriminating based on skin color is bad while you're teaching critical race theory and the white fragility training, which is all based on the color of your skin. You're a bad person because of the color of your skin.
0: Right. Automatically.
1: So they're making their policies consistent.
0: But then you also have to be discriminatory. But it's interesting
1: that they discriminate against Asians.
0: Right. Well, but Joe Biden. What, just what do the Asian that, Democrats
1: feel about this?
0: But Joe Biden just passed that executive order that said you can't discriminate against Asians, you can't call it the China virus, you can't talk about Asians like that. You can't. That was part of one of his executive orders. Okay, I mean, so he had a whole executive order on not discriminating against Asians and Pacific Americans. Remember that we talked about that yesterday. So how is it? That the Department of Justice can say it's okay for Yale to discriminate against Asian people when Biden just issued a, a, a proclamation that you can't discriminate against Asian people. Maybe because... They need to refile it as a discrimination against Asian people and leave the white people off of it. So they had to dismiss the whole thing because they had Asian and white people in the suit. So now they have to dismiss the whole thing so they can bring it back for the Asian people.
1: Hmm. Yeah. How do you keep
0: track of all of this? Well, I mean,
1: there's no teeth in the executive order. So what happens now? Is he supposed to fire the Justice Department employees and lawyers and whatnot?
0: I mean, exactly, it's just, they're just proclamations.
1: Brussels sprouts are bad. Uh, I mean, what does right, it actually do? Right.
0: Yeah. So yes, Victor, the vaccination is not actually a vaccination. It's, by You're the get get it's a by FDA. It's a throne for that. Well, I already talked about the lady wanting to stick our kids.
1: Mm-hmm. So but you call it, you use that term to talk about it and they'll shut you up throw yeah. you in, and throw you off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. But anyway, there you have it. More stupid. I don't I should have titled the show today Stunning Stupidity. Stunning stupidity. That's what I should have titled the show today. Stunning stupidity. So speaking of stunning stupidity, there I, I don't know you, you've heard of this movement now. It's actually I I can't figure out if it's growing momentum or if people are wanting to Uh, make it popular by just talking about if the media has something to do with this. But you've heard this, J.C., trying to turn D.C. into a state. Right. Right.
1: More Democrat votes.
0: Well, I don't think that's totally it, though. What else is it? It's about power. See, our founders really, really warned against this whole DC first off most people don't realize they didn't like the idea of having what they called a federal city right mm. so DC is only 10 mi- 10 miles square and they called it a federal city just so you guys can see we're going to put up the the language of the constitution right here and this is article 1 section 8 clause 17 we'll put it up there to exercise exclusive legislation in all cases whatsoever over such district not exceeding 10 miles square as may by session of particular states and the acceptance of Congress become the seat of government of the United States and to exercise like authority over all places purchased by the consent of the legislators of the state in which the same shall be for the erection of forts, ports, Forts, magazines, arsenals, dockyards, and other needful buildings, right? So this is our federal property clause. This is the only property the federal government is constitutionally allowed to own. Nothing else is there. Are they allowed to own right there? So in order to make Washington D.C. a state, just to sort of put this out there from the very beginning, You're going to have to have a constitutional amendment. This is not just like a territory filing to become a state because Washington, D.C. is already classified in the Constitution as a federal city. It's not supposed to be there, a state. And they did this on with specific intent. I want to show you some of the things that were said. Look at what what this guy says. This is great. Because they hated the, a lot of the anti-federalists, and even Madison had problems with the idea of a federal city. Because here's what they said. All of this money is going to, foreign money is going to flow through this one city. Which then is then distributed throughout the states in the form of foreign treaties and commerce. How can you possibly have that much money in one place and not have corruption galore, right? So here's just one of the things that I wanted to show you. Um, This is Thomas Treadwell at the New York Ratifying Convention. He says, the plan of the federal city. See, it's supposed to be just a city. And the whole purpose of it, as Madison says, is to give the legislators a place to live when they are in session, Because remember, they're not supposed to be in session 24-7. So the plan of the federal city, sir, departs from every principle of freedom, as far as the distance of the two polar stars from each other. For subjecting the inhabitants of that district to the exclusive legislation in Congress, in whose appointment they have no share or vote, is laying a foundation on which may be erected as complete tyranny as can be found in the Eastern world. Nor do I see how this evil can possibly be prevented without raising the foundation of this happy place where men are to live without labor upon the fruit of labors of others. You see, people don't work in D.C. They don't earn money in D.C. They earn the fruits of other people's labors. He calls them the drones in the society to feed on the honey of the land. And that this was a day was as dangerous as, uh, you know, what would happen in Rome. So DC
1: just sucks, sucks money from all the other States, from all the States.
0: Right. But then what you have is a, a, if you make Washington, D.C. a state, if you make Washington, D.C. a state, then you have a state full of people. Are you going to have a separate legislation? Because D.C. as a state doesn't have its own legislation. All the representatives are representing people from everywhere else. So you have a state then whose legislative body, because the Constitution established that Congress has full authority. So if you have a state whose legislative authority is run by every other representative, of every other state where the legislature really only gets a, a very well, they'll get one vote in Congress on how the entire state runs.
1: It's still my contention, just like Chris said in the chat room, there's no need for physical D.C. anymore. It's an no. absurdity. We, no. We've technologically move beyond that necessity there, there really is no reason for there, there'd be no k street if right. there was no dc
0: let me show you guys something because this is really interesting for those of you who would like some homework
1: we have zoom why do we need dc
0: yeah exactly but i wanted to show you for those of you who want a little homework this is james madison on the location of the Capitol and the House of Representatives. Remember, D.C. is supposed to be a federal city whose only purpose is the place where the representatives live when they're in session. And I'm not going to go through this whole thing, but there is a huge debate. You need to go read this. This is Madison on September 21st, 1789. I'm just going to scroll down so you can see the length of it. But you need to understand if you're going to understand this DC thing, what exactly is the conversation that they were having? Do you know why J- DC is where it needs to be, or why, why why they put DC where it is?
1: Cheap land.
0: Because it was to be centered in the population,
1: mm.
0: right? So when you have the judiciary. When you have Congress, when you have all of these things in a place, then it needs to be centrally located so that one area is not more benefited than the other, which goes along now with your with your premise that D.C. is has outlived itself because it is no longer in the center of the union. Mm hmm. If you want the federal city to to be an actual federal city by the design of our founders, then that federal city needs to be in the center of the union.
1: Didn't we drive, we we drove through the town uh, that was the center Mm -hmm. of America? Where where was that? I don't remember Mm -hmm. where that, let's see, geographic center of the United States. Mm Mm-hmm uh is right outside of Northwest center of Lebanon Kansas right which I think they call Lebanon something so Kansas
0: Kansas Should Kansas be in Kansas so Madison says if a federal town remember Nebraska it's just a city if a federal town, Uh, be necessary he says for the residents of congress and the public officers it ought to be a small one right because remember the federal government is supposed to be very limited and defined which means well dc has too many in population and too many buildings and too many agencies because we have the federal government doing a whole bunch of things that they're not supposed to be doing. And so yeah, that's
1: that's practically the border of Nebraska and Kansas almost right. almost center of Nebraska and Can- where, right. where Nebraska and Kansas meet so that should be the seat of government.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, makes sense.
0: So what I,
1: you? I'm I'm thinking like, um, the center of some island in Fiji. Maybe what is that? What is that island? Um, Mutiny and the Bounty, um, Pitcairn, the Pitcairn Islands. Pitcairn Islands. I think that would be a great location oh, for DC.
0: You were trying to get me to move to the Pitcairn, Pitcairn Islands. Islands.
1: Well, they're giving away free land. Like you just move in, <laughs> and it takes there three months. It takes three months for anybody to get there from New Zealand.
0: Domo, Domo says, put him in the middle of Tornado Alley,
1: and that works too. (laughs) Yeah, Pitcairn. So Pitcairn Island is. See, she let the cat out of the bag. Pitcairn Island is like my ultimate, you know, destination. Just the. This is where yeah, this well, is where I I'd to move, move to
0: Washington, D.C. Yeah. There, no, man, but I mean, I, I would move there. But uh-huh. if I
1: have to stay here, put them there.
0: Yeah, here we go. B- Bermuda Triangle.
1: Otherwise, put me
0: there. <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. But I love this statement by Tra- Thomas Treadwell, he, where he says, uh, where men are to live without labor, Upon the fruit of the labors of others, (laughs) this political hive where all the drones in society be collected to feed on the honey of the land. Does that not describe Washington, D.C.?
1: Yeah. Richard says put it in Guam, then they'll flip over.
0: It'll tip over. (laughs) There you go.
1: Can you imagine?
0: By the way, hey, is the one i was who gonna wrote say the first version of hr twenty one twenty seven. see this is why so so jc okay so this is a psychological political thing maybe fancy your little you, you, fancy your psychological brain thinking hr 127 that we just talked about submitted by by um sheila jackson lee was submitted last year by hank johnson right so why do they keep giving these bills to people like to the morons? The, to the, morons?
1: the biggest morons. The
0: biggest morons.
1: AOC will file it next year.
0: <laughs> she's gonna run for Senate. She's gonna take Schumer's spot. That's what she thinks. AOC thinks she's gonna run for Senate so she can be the how the, the Senate majority leader.
1: Isn't she Puerto Rican or something?
0: I don't know. She's not racist on us again.
1: Whatever. She's Latina, acasio. Mm-hmm. Cortez. But
0: our founders had so many warnings about Washington DC becoming too much of the center of the universe. There we go. Dragon's Talents given us a grant super chat today. Can we move Washington DC, uh Congressional Critters to 3 miles under the Atlantic Ocean for them to serve they have to free dive to attend. <laughs> That's pretty awesome I think because that would sure shorten their terms, right?
1: Yeah, Puerto Rican family.
0: Yep. Is she?
1: Not so. Well, I mean, she's from New York, but I'm, what I meant I mean, you know, her heritage so it's Yeah. Puerto Rican. So, send her back to Puerto Rico.
0: Now you're going to get us her, to kicked her, off to like her
1: roots YouTube. and she can become the governor of Puerto Rico.
0: Governor of Puerto Rico. She could have power over an entire country.
1: Yeah. Go go help your people.
0: Yeah, but it's just amazing all of the things that our founders wrote about Washington, D.C., about giving them unlimited authority. Now, so so remember now, let me go back to this right here. This was one of the things <laughs> that they were really concerned about.
1: Cheyenne Mountain, I like. That's a good option. I like that.
0: Why? What's the significance? Cheyenne
1: there? Mountains to come in there and close the big steel doors.
0: Oh,
1: yeah, there you go. Weld it from the outside.
0: All right. So basically what you're doing here, let's think about this. The power of Washington, D.C. The power of Washington, D.C. is to make laws that affect every state. So if D.C. becomes a state, that means one state rules over all the other states. Mm-hmm. Because even though you send a representative one to Washington. to rule them all. Yes. One state to rule them all.
1: Crashes.
0: And then... And then, even though you may send a representative to Washington, D.C. to represent you and your district and your state and whatever that may be, uh, they are now in the bubble where, where they live as the drones sucking the honey off the land and getting money from foreign countries. Now, if, if we created, our Constitution says we created the union, To for the general welfare of all the states, which means the treaties have to benefit all the lands. Now, the treaties were supposed to come through Washington, D.C., which is not a state, it's just a federal city, where then they take into consideration every other state and make treaties that are equally beneficial on everyone.
1: Prison camp.
0: But (laughs) if they are a state, then all that money and wealth can legally stay in Washington, D.C. as a state. <laughs> and then it becomes. Oh, there we go. Nate Bama.
1: That's a good one.
0: Yeah. There you go. See, you got him. Uh, but see, what I'm saying is, I is
1: that, what I was say.
0: that you, have, you have a state who has actually become. The empire, because all the foreign money comes in through Washington, D.C. All the power to legislate federally is in Washington, D.C. And if you check this out, you have a state with the authority to buy other states.
1: Hmm. So this is. This tells me that this is so complicated that it's practically undoable. Like this, if this were to come like the legislation, some legislation made it, mm-hmm. this would be such a complicated thing that it would it, it would outlive an administration trying to accomplishment and then and then be over. I, so I just well, it's hard to see this thing ever being successful.
0: Well, think of all the years they've tried to make make Puerto Rico a state
1: right which would which, be a lot simpler
0: which would be a lot simpler and it's never happened so
1: making dc a state sounds sounds you you're making me feel better yeah this i hope sounds so. so
0: but here's a, complex that it would be nearly to,
1: impossible because th- cuz yeah. so if you make it a state and they have okay, you you can possibly have a state with these powers and you right. have to deal with that in the constitution so then where right. do you put that you got to come up with a new s- city for the central government i mean
0: yeah
1: it op- this opens up such a can of worms it's so
0: Well, you first have to have a constitutional amendment to allow D.C. to become a state. Then you would have to find another federal city because you can't have a state run by representatives of other states. The state has to be autonomous. So the state of D.C. would have to elect their own governor. They'd have to elect their own representatives. They'd have to decide whether they were a unicameral state or a bicameral state. And they don't even have... Puerto Rico has a better foundation for becoming a state because they have an independent government. You see, one of the criteria, constitutional criteria to be a state, is you must have established an independent working form of government before you can actually successfully petition to become a state. Nobody can tell me that Washington, D.C. has an actual functioning government.
1: Yes. If they become a state, the thing is like, OK, you become a state. Well, you can't be you can't be the federal city anymore. So it's like, OK,
0: it's almost like either or. Back? Are we back? Did we're we back? lose everybody? We got, we
1: got kicked out. Um, so <laughs>
0: We got bumped out of our That was crazy. Studio.
1: What just happened?
0: I don't know, man. It just kicked did, us totally out of the Did we go
1: dark on you guys?
0: So you guys got to tell me if you're still there. Let us know you're still there. Yeah? Crazy. <clears throat> did you stop seeing us for a little while?
1: Okay. We're still there. there.
0: We're, we're back. We're back. All right. We're back.
1: <laughs> Lost you for a second. second. Okay. We're back. Okay. All we're right.
0: back. That, that was, was crazy. Yeah, that was. Oh, see that we're talking about Washington D.C. and they don't <laughs> like us talking <laughs> we just, about Washington. We D.C., just went so. completely
1: out of the program. Like you had to. Yes, that was bizarre. That
0: should have been technologically impossible. Right, nobody touched anything. Nobody and touched then, anything. Boom, we
1: backed out of the out of the page. That's anyway. So it's one or the other. Like if okay, if you want to be a state, fine, but you can no longer be. The seat of the federal government, so you'd you'd have what we know as DC would have to be moved somewhere else. Which so I guess yeah. then we could go to yeah Kansas.
0: Then we could go to Kansas, the Kansas, Kansas the Nebraska, Nebraska border, border, right? You
1: could have like a little circled out, you know, half in but Kansas, be half be in Nebraska,
0: ten miles square, ten miles, and it's just a city, not a state.
1: So just anyway, so well, good. I like it. That's kind of, uh, that seems like good news because it makes it sound highly undoable. Yeah. So I feel like I could set, like set that on the side and not even worry about all that um, chatter about that yeah. until we hear some meat of, okay, how are you going to, how's all this going to play out? Right. So it sounds like a lot of wasted right. breath, time, right. money, resources.
0: So I, you know what I was thinking, so JC, all this stuff. By the stuff, way, I've gotten,
1: we've gotten to hang out with Richard. Um, Got to go hang out with Nate. Oh, yeah. So.
0: Well, Nate's in Alabama. He's closer than Richard, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. We could, we could invite Nate to come down for a Gator basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Nate. But anyway, um, it's just.
1: Okay, I think good think
0: about all of the things that are actually constitutionally allowed to happen that people are trying to make happen that fail. Like for, you know, Puerto mm. Rico as a state, um, the uh, a convention to uh, an Article five convention to amend the Constitution that's allowed by the Constitution. So uh, then they can't make that happen either. So you've got this thing of moving D- D.C. into a state you you it's not authorized in the constitution you'd have to have an amendment so you'd have to call an article 5 convention first mm-hmm. before you could even do that now that doesn't mean the legislators couldn't just do something crazy and you know whatever i mean look at how we got the 16th and the 17th amendments but nonetheless y- you have to wonder would the supreme court allow that to happen? You know, as crazy as the Supreme Court is, I just don't see. And then you're talking decades of actual legal battles and fighting over all of this. And then new administrations and people lose momentum and nobody. So there you go.
1: So D.C. remains as is.
0: D.C. remains as is.
1: For the foreseeable future.
0: Yes. And I don't think it's going to be a really big problem.
1: Oh, Nate's in Phoenix. I go out. I go to play golf with my buddy in Phoenix sometimes. Yeah. Uh yeah, Phoenix area. Mm-hmm. So that's doable.
0: So guys, uh just wanted to remind you. Let me pull this up here really quick.
1: And and yeah, that sure they ignore the constitution, but this this is so this is a different sort this of thing. It's different so different kind of thing. Th- there there's so much in the constitution that yeah defines DC and determines operate like its existence and operation like that. And yep. And the, the, the state, a state is very distinct from what is the federal well, city.
0: And you actually, so let's look at this. Constitutionally speaking, to become a state, you actually have to have the other states agree to allow you in the union. So you're talking about another convention yeah. of the states to allow that to happen, right? Right. So you've got to have an amendment of the Constitution to make it happen. you got to have a convention of the states to allow the. Them to come in as a state. You would have to then reestablish a new federal city, but DC has to have a governor and a legislature and a judiciary working independent government before constitutionally speaking it becomes a state. We don't go take land, make it a state, and then build a government. That's the whole territory to a state process that we've set up. Yeah.
1: So that sounds even farther from. Yeah possibility of dc becoming a state
0: just to remind everybody um now I what am they gonna could... be on frank uh, uh today uh right after this show so make sure you go to d live tv quite frankly tv on d live now those of you who are already watching us on d live all you have to do is go over to the quite frankly show and find us there but after uh, like about 7 15 720 is when he usually pulls me in and so just to remind you i will be there
1: live like an illegal alien, only work for cash.
0: Yeah.
1: Amen. I like it.
0: So, you know, we have also some events that are coming up that I wanted to tell you guys about as well, just to remind you, we have at the, we have, um, let me pull this up. I think I can do this. There we go. So uh, state and local government overreach in the age of COVID on in Rockledge, Florida, Friday, February 5th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then we will be down in the southern portion of Florida in Cape in uh, Coral Springs. Florida, uh, Saturday, February sixth at one p.m. Doing the same presentation: state and local government overreach in the age of COVID. So you can find all of this at chrisanhall.com. Uh, so here's the question that I want to, uh, I want us to think about as we're sort of exiting out today. Because why would people be so invested and in spending so much time on something? That, you know, the D.C. thing that is absolutely, literally, practically impossible. See, I am convinced, J.C., and the more and more we talk about it, I'm absolutely convinced that there is a huge operation that has overcome America to keep Americans distracted on impossibilities and phantom hopes so they do not get involved in the real productive solutions yeah do you know there's this whole thing called quo Warto now so it's not march 4th anymore it's quo Warto. so that's the new thing so basically what quo Warto is is are uh, you trying
1: to say a spanish word again n-
0: no it's it's latin okay no Go ahead. No, it's not Spanish. I'm stop, just
1: trying to understand. Stop making
0: you. fun of me. <laughs> GC's bullying me, cyberbullying me. He's sitting I'm next not to the I'm right here. Me. I know, but we're on, on the internet, so it's a cyberbullying <laughs> thing at the same time. So quo Warto historically is a, a decree that a king would file when someone else uh tried to usurp their throne. So now Trump is going to file a quo warranto to remove Biden from the from from office. That's that's the new phantom hope. Well, good. And I'm probably not saying it right because I don't speak Latin either. They, but di-
1: they died a long time ago. Nobody's nobody's here to confirm whether you're saying it right, right, right or wrong. Right.
0: Although I did have a funny day in my con law class where I, I don't. Did you ever get to meet Joe Little?
1: Yes. Okay. Little or,
0: older man little f-
1: party order soiree with, thing, the with the professors. Professors, yeah. right.
0: Mm-hmm. So we're in constitutional law class, and one of these first year law students tried to stand up and correct Joseph Little on his Latin pronunciation. Mm. And what was funny is I know enough Latin to know that the guy got it wrong.
1: Yeah, I had mens rea once. I was on the toilet for hours. <laughs> Latin can Latin can be rough.
0: So anyway, Quo Warranto, don't talk to me about quo Um uh Trump is not king and uh, neither is Biden. And come on, guys, all this Trump hope is distracting you from what you really need to be doing to make sure that we have a legitimate election in two years. Uh, there's people. It's happening, JC. In Corpus the state of Delecti. Florida, we have that, people.
1: It sounds like cannibalism.
0: Corpus delicti means the body of the crime. No body, no crime. Hmm. Right? So the simplest term is if somebody is accused of murder, but there's no dead body, then you can't accuse them of murder. I
1: thought I meant tasty body.
0: Yeah. No, 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 no,
1: no. Watch too many zombie movies. <laughs> All right. Well, off to quite frankly.
0: Off to quite frankly, guys. Thank you so much for enjoying us, uh, enjoying our show today. I'm just assuming. I'm just going to claim it. You guys are enjoying the show today (laughs) because I sure enjoyed it. I don't know why we were so lighthearted today. Thankful for
1: Florida's governor.
0: Thankful for Florida's governor. Yes. By the way, there is a huge uh, letter campaign going all across the state of Florida to write DeSantis to encourage him uh to standing to to stand strong You're
1: trying to shut florida down
0: no not only biden jc there are people in tallahassee in the gop of
1: course they're trying to say
0: you know oh uh governor desantis you're coming up for election so now you need to move more centrist you need to be most
1: of our republicans in florida are hacks
0: so if you live in florida Please write to Governor DeSantis. Don't tell him, don't listen to your GOP hacks. The people will stand behind you if you keep Florida open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where we are. Well, amen. Thank, thank you guys for joining us. Greater, bigger things coming our way. Just get involved, state and local, and stop casting your shiny pennies. In the fountain of federal dashed hopes.
1: Jesus loves you. Call on him today.
0: God bless you. Bye bye.